Here's the situation, folks. They told me to pick up a little blue car. They didn't say anything about a little blue man. That's right. We're headed back to the drive-in in this week with a 6.30 showtime of Big Fat Liar. And it's times like these I ask myself, whose idea was this? But the show must go on because this is the Parking Lot Podcast with your friends, Kate Latimer, Maggie Prince, Elise Bailey, and myself, Ellie Chinetta. So please find yourself a seat, get comfortable, grab a drink, maybe a snack, and enjoy tonight's entertainment. So were you um, cursing my name as you watch this movie? The vibe from your introduction is not like a pro BFL Why did vibe. you pick it? Well, because we were going to watch Agent Cody Banks. Yeah. And I thought this was a similar yet better movie. Um, According to its IMDb rating, it is a similar yet better movie. Well, so that, you were right. Great. Um, Did I enjoy it? No. <gasps> but, what? Uh. I can see. Did you watch it as a child? I had seen it as a child. And I remember fragments of it while I was watching. Like, I remember the part in the trailer when he was just like, they told me they were picking up a blue car, not a little blue man. There's that. that, You're really attached to that line. That car guy. (laughs) Um, And I remember him being blue. And I remember. uh, Did you remember that warehouse filled with toys? No, but as we were watching it, I kept saying like. I used to have dreams about it when I was little. If if that movie was made today, it would be just millions and millions of dollars in royalties from other companies. But I guess Warner Brothers owns all that shit. Oh my God. We had very different conversations. (laughs) Um, But think of the royalties. But uh, yeah, Big Fat Liar 2002. How'd you think of it, everybody? What'd you think? Um, I loved it. I loved it. This was like Kate and I realized that we had very similar experiences growing up where it was one of our big like rotations, like maybe. I, I think I had the DVD. I don't know if it was like on TV a lot, but like me and my sisters I were didn't like watch constantly it watching it. Enough that it didn't feel like a treat every time. Yeah, totally. It was a special occasion movie, mm-hmm. but it was still great. Great. And I, watching it back, I like stand by it. Like it st- stood the test of time for me. I was like, this is, um, this is so funny. This is so good. We were like laughing out loud. Well, just to give a little bit of context for our audience, we are skipping our week talk because we talked way too much about our weeks last week. Which is <laughs> technically this week, but we released last week, so it's a time capsule. I have don't ask any questions. Us, so we're fine. We could keep talking about our weeks. But to jump into Big Fat Liar, I had only watched this movie a handful of times as a kid, so I didn't have a lot of nostalgia attached to it, and I didn't. I knew it was like I knew at some point he was blue, and mm-hmm. I couldn't really remember anything else about it. Mm-hmm. But I think. I really loved this movie because it does such a perfect job of off the bat. We are in kid logic. Yes. Oh yeah. We immediately get into kid logic and like, we'll get into the plot, but there's a moment where, uh, Frankie Muniz and Amanda Bynes show up at, uh, what's the actor's name? Paul Giamatti. At Paul Giamatti's, production company and they have to try and get the receptionist to leave and so in order to get her to leave they call the desk and they pretend to be they pretend to work at the garage and say that her car has was parked on a dog scene killed me and i'm like this is so funny because so funny what a kid would do because the receptionist was a big fan of dogs and everybody is just so two-dimensional that it's like their personality is whatever their goal or their objective yeah. is in the situation. And that's just that. And it's fine. And the objective through the whole movie stays the same. All Frankie Muniz wants is for Paul Giamatti to call his dad. 
That's yeah. all he wants. He doesn't want any One money. Phone call. He, he doesn't want his name on the script. He just There's wants. No and that is kid logic. That is kid logic. I'm going to go as far as I can and do as much My as I can. My dad doesn't trust me anymore. Because exactly. he doesn't know law. He doesn't know his like rights or that he like owns this property. He's just like, no, <laughs> my gonna, dad. I'm going to fuck with this oh, man. Oh, my dad. And it's just, it's, I don't know. It really hit something for me where I was like, this it's so stupid and it's so silly but it's handled with such care yeah it's like a really good kids movie with worth no like inside jokes for adults it's just for kids it's just for kids but at the same time like amanda Bynes in this movie plays like this very smart funny 14 year old girl who frankie munez just like expects her to kind of like help him every step of the way and she does and she just has this innate talent for like being much more mature than she is so she gets thrown in all these situations where she's pretend to be an adult and she's just great at it and we she has so many accents at her disposal. so many accents she's so smart she's so witty and we get no explanation for it and it i was fine I with so it so many questions about why are they friends and if they are <laughs> Like recent friends, why aren't they flirting? And Maggie said they're they're too young to be they're flirting. Too they're too flirting, young and I don't want them to be flirting. I no. love that they're just platonic friends. Even yeah. if they do have crushes on each other or whatever, I'm so glad we don't spend any time on that yeah. in this movie. That it's just these are two friends in this situation. They both have the same objective. They both have a really weird skill set that we're never going to explain. Who bought the plane tickets to L.A.? I don't understand. He did. He oh, had he all did. his babysitting money yeah. and like oh. odd jobs. And he like holds up a wad of cash. Every single problem the movie sets up, it like immediately explains, explains and solves. But in a way that didn't feel stupid. I, I probably should have watched it closely. You <laughs> got <did>. distracted. <laughs> Just for that one moment. That one moment. Just that one, that one moment. time. Yeah, that's all like you Like they set up the bully to immediately resolve the bully by having the bully pretend to be oh, Amanda Bynes is a big pretend great, to be Amanda Bynes uh, for her like senile grandmother. Such a good I love that plot. bit. <laughs> really good friendship. Frankie Muniz's sister goes away to get slammed by her boyfriend for the whole movie. Never seen again. Yeah. <laughs> the mother never talks. She never does. Talks. She have one line. I don't think so. <laughs> no. Should we explain the plot quickly? Uh, please go ahead. So Big Fat Liar is about uh, Frankie Muniz, who I can't remember his name in the movie. Jason. Jason Jason Shepard. And Jason Shepard is kind of a bullshitter. And he gets away with lying a lot in school. And Sandra Oh is his teacher. And this one time she's like, this ain't flying, sir. You didn't hand in this piece of homework. And she gives him till the end of the day to finish his homework. She's so mean. It's worth a lot of his mark. And then I walked away for this part, so I don't know what happened. But somehow he meets Paul Giamatti and Paul Giamatti picks him up in his limo and he... He's writing his paper. Mm-hmm. He has like 15 minutes or so to hand it in. He's like riding his bike and he's like crossing the street and then this limo is going and he smashes into the limo, right. which Paul Giamatti is in. And Paul Giamatti ends up taking his paper, which has an idea for uh, a story that Paul Giamatti adapts into a movie. My favorite part of this is that there's all this fucking hype and publicity about a movie that hasn't even been shot I yet. Know. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh, this is how it works. And a week eh? later, there's a promo in a theater <laughs> yeah. for it. Ellie, I said that to Ellie, and he was like, that does happen. <laughs> but, it does. But it sounds like a dumb movie. But you know, I know, but it just made me laugh that I was like, all this hype is. Like, I knew that you guys would be talking yeah. about that. In my head, I was like, they're talking about the, the like, how realistic this is. I feel like that's like a Marvel thing or like a yeah, Star Like there's exactly. like little teasers, but yeah. not for like. Or they like announce or like Shang-Chi 8 is coming out like a sizzle trailer or something like that I like the producer role who's also writing and adapting the screenplay and it's also a celebrity I'm like name an executive producer that's also a celebrity I know at the red carpet they were like now we're just waiting for uh 
Mari. And we're like, he's the producer. Nobody's waiting for him on the red carpet. I was like, was this written by producers? (laughs) Anyways, so uh, Marty Wolf steals his script and turns it into a movie. And of course, uh, Mr. Shepard here does not submit his homework. He gets in a lot of trouble. His parents don't trust him anymore. And so the rest of the movie is about him going to extreme lengths to get this producer, Mr. Wolf, to call his dad and tell him the truth that he stole this movie idea from him. That's why he couldn't hand in the paper and that this movie was technically written by him. Genius plot. Genius. Genius. These two 14 year old kids go across the country to fuck with a grown man. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing. The most evil man in the world, I would say, but also really happy Mm -hmm. and like at peace with himself. And like a very good, like really cool fashion choices mm. exceptional fashion really good dance moves and like a cool monkey friend mm. i wrote into my notes that i think that marty um is um gay and has a bunch of like gay friends and he hosts like the best parties and they are like he's like really well liked in yeah. his like friend group right. like he's mm. like there he's like a good friend in that group and then to people he works with he's his like day a total job asshole. he's like he's just making Business, his money but like he has his to pay for his social he has life. his like gays come in the evening to the pool and he has like makes them I the best love drinks that for him did and you watch just- girls the show yeah. with Lena Dunham. You know when Elijah starts dating uh, that like newscaster, the bald guy who's supposed oh to be like God. Anderson yes. Cooper, yes. and he has like all of his like gay friends over for like a night, and he's always like, "Elijah dear, you're being That's too exactly much." It. That's exactly it. Crazy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exclusive. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't take a lot of notes for this movie because Elliot and I were watching this while we were eating cutlets, and every five seconds he put his cutlet down to pick up his phone and make a note, and I was like, "I'm just gonna ride the wave with him because I'm having such a good time i really don't have anything to say yeah elliot i'm ready to hear how you felt about this movie Um, no but it was actually like what the biggest thing i would take away from this movie is this is one of those movies of the mid to early 2000s where it's like a springboard movie for 18 different celebrities to then springboard into celebrity like they're one of their first acting roles or whatever we have uh, what's his name? The guy who plays the bully who's working out with the grandma who yeah. is now on SNL. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's who he is. Yeah. That's Holy yeah. shit. I, I didn't oh my God. Know that. Uh, we have Sandra O. Oh. Um, you have Paul Giamatti, but who I would have to say would, as the kids would say, understood the assignment, I yes. would think for this role. <laughs> Nailed it. I think he's definitely 100% the best part. Um, the only people that I would say, I guess it did springboard for a certain amount of time would be Frankie Munez and Munez. Amanda. Munez? Well, they were both Munez, pretty. Munez, Munez, was his last Munez. Munez, sorry. They were both like pretty established before this. Like, they owned that genre for that amount of time, right? AJ Cody yeah. Banks and yeah. all the movies that Amanda she Bynes was Amanda in. She had the Amanda show. Yeah, she had tons of stuff. And I was, I was looking up, where are they now? What are they up to now? And, um. Black the, matte perfume. The 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 most upcoming film that uh, Frankie has is a movie called Hot Bath and a Stiff Drink Two, <laughs> which is it. in post production right now. Ooh, 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 ooh. He's still acting. And I also, not really. No, go ahead. no. And I have Amanda Bynes' last movie that she acted in was Easy A in 2010. Mm-hmm. Oh, she was so good in that. So and sad. since then, not so great. She's gone on a bit of a roller coaster. She's had trouble with uh, DUI. She got uh, sued and like had a conservatorship put on her. Now mm-hmm. she's fighting to get it off. I can't remember if she got it off or yeah. not. I think her mother moved to end it and she went to fashion school and now she's trying to launch her own perfume brand. And she's engaged. 
but she struggled a Good lot with her. mental she, health. Yeah, she is, she's gone through it, that's for sure. And yeah. Paul Giamatti, wow, he's done a ton of stuff since this. He won an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Maybe He made Sideways with Sandra Oh. Yeah. 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 He was in Barney's version. He was Barney. I yeah. love, love Barney's version. What a deep cut. This director as well. <laughs> the guy who directed this movie, his name is Sean Levy. And he directed like a ton of movies that are like this movie. He did uh, Cheaper by the Dozen. He did The Pink Panther with <sighs> Steve Martin. Yeah. He did all of the Nightmare, uh, sorry, Night at the Museum movies. Yes. He did This Is Where I Leave You with um, Adam Driver and Jason Bateman. And then I love now that movie. he's since jumped on the uh, Ryan Reynolds train. He did Free Guy and he's going to do every other Ryan Reynolds produced oh, he movie. He has a cameo in this movie. He does very yeah. shortly. Who does he play? He, it's he's just like some at dude a party. in the background. He's a guy at the party or something. Mm. Yeah, because he executive produces and directs, right? Mm-hmm. And now is he in partnership with Ryan Reynolds? Like Sounds officially? Like it. Yeah. They had met for the through free Hugh guy. Jackman. Through Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Hugh Jackman set them up. You know where you'd find this out, Kate? If you watch Sunday morning with Jane Pauley. Yeah. Oh, I should. That's, sorry. That was him. Yeah. I'm so sorry. It's, he directed this movie. <laughs> I watched it once. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And with you sorry. at I my looked- parents' house <laughs> in the morning on the Sunday. <laughs> Uh, what's it called? I was looking up a bunch of goofs and trivia for this movie. 90% of them just like really critical crew errors of like the boom mic being in like a ton of shots and just a lot of continuity errors. Um, but the role of that Amanda Bynes character was originally supposed to be uh, Lindsay Lohan. Oh, that would have been good too. was 14 years old at the time and decided to drop out and take a temporary hiatus from acting. She probably got her period. And so <laughs> tell me if you think that this was something real or not. So this is another trivia or a goof. It says the, the protagonist's name is Shepard as the antagonist's last name is Wolf. This may be a reference to the little boy who cried wolf, the fairy tale, but oh, a young boy it. who repeatedly calls out about this wolf is terrorizing his world and his parents <gasps> oh, aren't I, I love that. Aren't, I uh, hope buying that's into true. It. I'm sure it is. Mm. Because you know what? The dialogue in this movie is so smart and it like is. well written. I feel like whoever wrote this really knew what was going Has on. Has been bullied. Yeah. <laughs> there's like <laughs> a Catcher in the like, Rye reference at yeah. one point. It's just like there's so many deep cuts to a lot of stuff. And then that old granny who just kept saying, eat my bloomers, blue boy. Yeah. That made me laugh the whole <laughs> eat time. Eat my blueberries, blue boy. Bloomers. Blueberries. Oh, Eat my blueberries. They're fresh and just picked. <laughs> that I makes so much more sense. local fruit market. Well, sh- do you remember brought, what that... I should have brought this up when we were watching it because I kept on being like laughing because I didn't get it, but I was like, I just guess I don't get it because I thought that she was... <laughs> I must be too young. <laughs> I must be too young. <laughs> I thought she, she was saying, like, Eat my blueberries, blue boy. And I was like, oh. no. And you kept on laughing so much. I was like, okay. <laughs> Bloomers is so much funnier. Uh, Anyway, I believe it because I think the script was really solid and all of Paul Giamatti's lines were 10 out of 10. Yeah, I think if it weren't for him, I would like this movie a lot less. Mm -hmm. Do Um, you like this movie? No, I don't. But it's it's just because it's it's the kind of kid movie where I have to be a kid in order to watch it and enjoy it. Or I just I just think it's dumb. And I think it's like like it's. It is a type of movie that is not made anymore or Mm. it is made so far even more stupid. So like when we watch Sunday morning, they show the same fucking ads over and over again. If it's not uh, Julianne Margulies being like, when all the Holocaust survivors, how are we going to remember when the Holocaust were died when they die? Or like all this kind of stuff. It's that That's ad over and over again. Not that part. But there's, there's a commercial for... A show called Fairly Odd Parents, Fairly Otter. And it's like the 
classic kind of Disney soundstage show of these people like really overacting. It's, it's fairly odd parents, but live action. The live action. Whoa. Like the, 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 got it. the, the fairies, fairies are still cartoon. Yeah. I don't know how And they have like that. a live action boy, Timmy, who looks really fucking crazy. He's like an adult who's like passing on his fairy godparents to these two step siblings. And I was like, is this to curb the market on like kids who are Divorce. growing up interested in step porn? Yeah. No. Wow. So but there's like a. There's <laughs> You're so, are they having sex with each other well, on the show? Like, it's just so weird. They're like instantly like friends. They're like, hey, stepsister, let's hang out and sleep it's in the same awesome. bedroom. You're my stepsister. I'm let's go up. upstairs. Like, that's, just, that's what it's like. So that. It literally looks like you're watching the opening to like a really weird mid-budget porno. It's About so fairly weird. odd parents. <laughs> yeah, I got gold pants. It's so cool. Like it's like it's like that. And this my movie, like hot. The, your mom's hot. Yeah, this movie reminded me a little bit of that. Yeah, but like I think what I, I it's not nearly as dumb. No, it's not nearly as dumb. And like going back to the kid logic thing, like yes, they get they use his babysitting money to buy tickets to get to L.A. They get to L.A. Obviously, you're like your child in an airport. What are you gonna do? They just see a guy holding a sign and they're like, that's us. And they lie about it. And then that guy ends up being an important character throughout the movie anyways. Yeah. He and also has like, a vendetta against Mr. Wolf. Yeah, as we come. It's coincidence, but it works out. And then it's like, okay, they get to the lot. They, you know, sneak their way in. They're kids who don't have any money, are in a city they've never been in and know nobody. What do they do? They break into the props warehouse and they just live out of there for the rest of the movie. The they steal his Palm Pilot and that's how they know where he is all the time. And yeah. it's like, that's what kids would do obviously smart kids but like and they just gather troops of people who already hate mr wolf and and bring them on side yeah because they're following his every move and like openly fucking with him anyways it's just that kind of logic like you don't see in movies where it's like it's kids taking advantage of the opportunity right in front of their face when you're like well of course if you're a child like what else would you do? Yeah, of course, you're going to s- try to sleep in the room that's full of toys yeah. and props and arcade games and costumes rather than like, I don't know, try to like panhandle on the street yeah. in a motel and probably get trafficked. It reminds me of that movie Big with Tom Hanks mm-hmm. where uh, he's uh, an adult and the first thing he does is like go and he goes to buy like all these toys and live in an apartment by himself. And, and it's like that's sex what, with the older woman. I think that's what a however old kid would do yeah but like that movie has he would flirt with the girl is yeah. what i'm saying oh yeah um, like frankie muniz that that movie big has like adult themes to attach to yes this movie it's an just, adult movie. this movie just does not again this is this is a movie made for kids yeah right and that's where i'm and you just can't get behind that you know like i can but it's like i'm if like every time Paul Giamatti's around, I'm like, yeah, oh, this is great. He's around like, a I'm, lot. I don't like the whole. I'm not into the whole like Amanda Bynes fake calling the psychiatrist, like the 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 fucking lady who works at the front desk, and she's like, the, the dog is being run over. Like kind of like stuff like that. It's like I don't. I'm, just, oh, I love I'm not that. into that stuff. It's too much. That's fair enough. But it's like it. There's a certain part of it that I like. Like. We watched, we weren't going to bring this up, but we watched one of your friend's short films the other day. And it's a movie that is like all this like really intense fight choreography, but it's taken so seriously. So everyone's like, fuck you. Like all the lines are like really intense, but like 
I would love it so much more if it like knew it was being goofy and like kind of in on the joke, in on the joke like a low budget because it's like though, everyone right? talks like through their teeth and they're all so mad and I have to be serious because we're talking like this and there's like a guy who's like trying to be like eccentric and crazy but like if you just kind of this movie was like too too goofy I think for what me. What did you think about the pranks? Did you like that? I'll go through the, the, blue, pranks. the pranks. They dye the 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 pool blue, and so that he turns blue. And Paul they Giamatti. put orange dye in his shampoo, yeah. and then he immediately goes to shampoo his hair, his eyes, and his goatee. Which like, is that's convenient. a long haul because really they were turning him into a clown. A clown. And then they send him so to a children's smart. birthday party. But the birthday party they send him to is because uh, a guy who he also scorns was like, "I'm taking my child to this birthday party." Yeah. And then they steal that invite and they send him there later instead of an important yeah. meeting. Oh, it's a well laid out plot. Oh, yeah. And they glue his his earphone, super glue oh, it to his ear. That one made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> and then they and then they fuck up his car so that he when he breaks it honks and that he gets genius. up into more trouble because people think that he's <laughs> honking at them. I would lose it. If you if you pause the movie right as he jumps into the pool, Did he you is, do that? He is blue before he jumps into the pool. And then they just put the blue filter or whatever on top of it again Are afterwards. You kidding me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? But then he gets out of the pool and his bathing suit is not blue. Oh, yes. Kate I, had that point. I did see that. And he's Why walking he out of the pool with before? his arms dancing in front of his face. And he's like, I'm not blue. And then goes into the shower and looks at his hands like that. Also, his reaction to being blue was like way understated. Like he fr- freaked out for a second, but then he like. Went, to went his meeting. on with his yeah. day as yeah. if he wasn't blue and then everybody was reacting as if it was just like oh yeah you're blue honestly they though, were like go to a hospital well yeah i mean but that's kind of what i would do i'd probably like go about my day until i could go to the walk-in clinic and be like is there anything i can do about i that? think i would cancel my meetings if i was blue i'd at least like call someone yeah. he I'd just was like him- i guess i'll put on this nice suit it's <laughs> very tasteful elegant suit a lot of the the dialogue that me and elise had would, was more like oh the, he should, really should have joined the writers union to get the coverage <laughs> yeah, that he needed like, though, like the, he should have really joined the writers union he could be really suing for infringement right now yeah. some oh insider chat i knew that's what you two were talking about <laughs> that's so funny should have made a copy and it's it is the kid logic of there's some things that I wish that you could get away with in real life, like relying on the blind old lady to be so blind that she doesn't realize that it's just a large human man in front of her and not relying her. Relying on your parents being in the Grand Canyon and never trying to contact yeah, and you. And never calling you once. <laughs> and then not, how did he figure out how to hotwire his like landline phone to call his cell phone in Los Angeles? Call forwarding. Call forwarding. All right. Okay. All right. He answered that question, okay? Right. It's a very realistic okay. movie. Um I didn't understand why the the big takedown scene involved so many stages of like getting him to a set. That's what so kids like. That's what he was trying to do. Because so you could see Universal Studios. Wait, what do you mean? Because they had like one driver take him and then the car crashed and then a second person picked him up and then took him in the wrong way. It's just and then a helicopter him. picked him up and then they had to jump out of the helicopter. And then it was just, even that was like a little too much for me. And then, so everybody gets their dues and he I doesn't actually so. yeah. get to set. Well, why didn't they all like carpool? Because they were all wanted to like fuck with him individually in their own special way. They're yeah. like, this yeah. is what I'm doing. I'm taking him in a helicopter. Yeah. Then we're gonna jump out early. 
Yeah, yes. it okay. did. It did. You're re- right. Okay, thank you. It did remind me of like Universal trying to sell all their properties and figure out how do we like let everyone know that this is what all the stuff you can do at Universal Studios and wrap it into a movie. <laughs> I wanted to go to Universal Studios when yeah. when him and Amanda yeah. Bynes get there and there's like all the extras and all the different movies yeah. that are just and like there's random. dinosaurs, the but, DeLoreans there. But like, then there was like these two people wearing these like big maroon furry costumes. I was like, what movie is that? I want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Why great. are we watching that? <laughs> yeah. They they play like the Jurassic Park music. They play yeah. all the music and stuff. It's like we got to sell everything. It's like that new uh, Space Jam movie. So they was do this that. movie kind of just a promotion for Universal? A hundred percent. Oh, I didn't realize totally that. feels like that. Um, but not though in the way that like because it makes him look bad if this is supposed to be how Universal makes movies because yeah. he's like I'm still finishing the ending of the script when we're about to shoot tomorrow I was like I don't know if people really do that I was like what are you what are you shooting I liked that de- the decision to green light the shoot was going to happen at a party the night before they were supposed to shoot <laughs> yeah, is it happening or isn't it I was yeah. happening tonight. nice try Universal but in what world are they making a black man the president <laughs> in what world Universal are you making the black man the president I was of like there's so many people with call all times who need to know whether they're going to work or not yeah. and then we were talking about that too is like the last day when they like just fuck everything up at this shoot and everybody's they like just go home well everybody's like been spying on him and they blackmail him and i was like millions of dollars wasted yeah like all the people who are not in on that joke or just been like setting up all this shit all day and i was like oh the project's just done making the like, chairs they made the chairs with the Big fat liar on the back. Yeah. Like, you know, the chairs you sit on. Yeah, the, on the, the director's, chair. director's chair. Well, was it implied that they, like, picked up actually shooting it just with a different guy oh, cast you're right. as the main character? At the end, yeah, yeah. yeah. At um, the end, they actually make the movie. But on the day that they're doing this whole sting where they're going to set Paul Giamatti up, I just was like... Millions of dollars wasted. Yeah. Thousands of dollars in equipment rentals. Gone. Union dues. Gone. <laughs> I liked how many adults were, were invested and, like, satisfied with the results of like reporters showing up and they're like that guy stole that guy that kid's paper that is horrible and what a like what a (laughs) well-deserved end this man is coming to it was just everyone all of the adults were equally as involved in the set because he was such a dick to them to the reporter he made that fat joke about her eating twinkies and i was like oh he would be mean. That was a great he made joke, so though. many enemies. VP of eating Twinkies. And then that she was eats a Twinkie joke. at the end, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck you, Paul yeah, Giamatti." I clapped. There was <laughs> one line that I did laugh at, which was he's at his at the, his party that he's throwing, and he's like giving that big speech, and he's there's a line that says like. Who here hasn't told a little white lie? And you just hear some random guy in the background. I have. Or like whatever. <laughs> some, some fucking loop some group. Big supporter. Yeah. I know I have. Who hasn't been there? I know I have. <laughs> um, do you guys think that Amanda Bynes walks so that Kate McKinnon can run? <gasps> no. She oh paved God. the way for like the zany girl character. Um, I see what you're saying, but I don't think so. Okay. I agree. I also don't think so, but I do think that. Uh, what I came out of this is that Amanda Bynes is a comedic genius, and I think we really lost out on. We really slept great. on that one. I do like at the end when they're all kind of looking up at uh, Paul Giamatti and his parents are somehow there, mm. and they're looking up at this man that they don't know who he is and they don't know why they're there. They're just like, where is our son? Why is he in Los Angeles, A? And then B, why are we all screaming and yelling at this poor tortured man? And then all of a sudden, then their son pops out. Just like it's, I imagine it'd be a real whirlwind for them. Do they explain how they got the parents to LA? Uh, somebody along the way, I think it was Monty, got his parents over. 
his like assistant, the mm-hmm. one that like eventually turns on him. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what they said to them. Like, you just need to come over here. Didn't you, he call his dad? You told them that he was in LA? Oh, yeah. He's right. He was like, I have a lot to tell you. I forgot about that. Yeah, he tells his dad where he is. <laughs> mm. Oh, I I wrote the 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 note down wrong because I wrote downed and impaled. There's a moment when he's chasing him and someone opens like the floodgate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he just gets like yeah. fully freaking drowned and like, like smashes his back on like those rocks and stuff. They just kill him. Yeah. There are so many opportunities for him to die. We have all started eating candy as well, just to explain. I know. But just like... like- <laughs> just the rattling and chewing. I'm trying to lean away from my microphone. I do also imagine when they had the the like the actual premiere of the movie at the end, just like everybody clapping and be like, that fucking film was terrible. Did a child write that movie? <laughs> they're like, yeah, 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 he yeah he's up there. He's sitting That's right the there. That's the kid right there. Yeah, it doesn't look like a good movie. It's like Pinocchio, except you just get really big. Yeah. The blockbuster of the summer. Um, Elliot, what would you change about this movie? Um, I don't know. I don't think I would change anything. I think it is for what it's trying to do. I think it is doing what it's trying to do. It's just not a movie for me. It's just, was it as a child? No, because I was not the kind of kid who, I don't think I watched agent Cody Banks really that much. When I was a kid, I was kind of more in the 2002 would have been Lord of the Rings. But it was. I was more into like nerdy stuff. I was more into like Disney, like animated stuff. I wasn't into like, I never had the family channel at my house for some <gasps> reason. Wow. What? Yeah. Really? So like oh, if I went to. so much. If I went to my, like this. If I went to my friend's house, I knew he had the family channel. So you're like, oh my God, we're watching Nightmare Before Christmas. Like this is like a treat. Like it's like stuff like that Julia I didn't. Styles watching Kids in the Hall. Yeah, exactly. I also didn't have family channel if that makes you feel What? No, like I yeah. just. Isn't that crazy? What the fuck? That's why she doesn't understand with, so many things. I was stuck That's with why cartoons. I'm like, this. <laughs> like I had, I remember having to like make uh, a time, like an event was created so that I could go to my friend's house to watch whenever they released the Kim Possible movie. Like I never watched because <laughs> I couldn't watch it. High School at home. Musical. Did I, you? No, you're too old. But I hadn't time. watched. That was great. Sex. I hadn't watched High School Musical until. I, did it come out in grade six? Yeah. You're watching Family Channel in grade six? Of course I was. Mm, I was too embarrassed. I stopped watching Family Channel when I was like... High School Musical was like a huge yeah, event. Grade like in grade I remember six, watching we, High School Musical. We were all like talking about it in class. I never but we had it. like a DVD of High School Musical. I've never seen oh, High well, School I'm Musical sure. 1, 2, or 3. Oh, that's on the list maybe. It was one of the greatest experiences yeah. of my I've watched child. many analyses about it, but I've never watched it. It was... In, Incredible. In grade six, I had finally worked up the courage to be in the Cottingham School play, mm-hmm. and it was the High School Musical. Really? Did you I, Troy? I played the pivotal role of Gabriella, Coach Bolton. Oh, had one line. Dad. So I remember, like, Daddy having vibes. not watched it and being like, "Oh, well, I gotta sit down and watch it, really figure out what this character is, and like just kind of get dig into the backstory and kind of figure out you what are my motivations and all that stuff." And Coach Bolton, not a major character in that role. No, I, don't I had remember one him. line, and then I had an opening line in one of the songs, what which was one of the basketball songs. You say, "Get your head in the game." It was the the song that was the song, but I didn't get to say that line. What did you say? What was your line? I can't remember. Yes, you can. It was like. 
I don't know something about the coach and like breaking something and I can't remember. But I had to like pass the ball to the the kid who played, which was Blaze Box, who played Troy. And for the last song, they had to wait. They had to wait until he got the basket in and like during like the live play, one, two, three, (gasps) four in. Everyone's like, yeah. And then after like it's supposed to be like that final uh moment or whatever, like five, four. 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 <laughs> Keep going on and on and on. He had to make a shot live in yeah. the play. Oh, yeah. oh poor kid. Uh, yeah. What was Come your other in. line that wasn't in the song? I can't remember. It's been so many lines since I remember then. every single line from every elementary school play I was ever That's because you didn't have family channel. That's true. <laughs> you had nothing else going on. I just remembered my lines. <laughs> I remember my first line and my first play. But what was it? I had pretty big rules later on, so I was... I was <laughs> you weren't afraid of public speaking back then? I was then? bottom in Midsummer's Night's Dream. Me too. I was a skunk in Snow White. <laughs> big role. Big what, role. What were some and of your lines? I was a baby lines? elephant. In Lion King at Cottingham in grade one. What were some of baby your lines? Elephant. Baby elephant. What does a baby elephant have to say? I was a baby lion in that play. I did not yeah. have a line. <laughs> I had a line. It was after the stampede, and I'm the, I was the last one on the stage, and I had to go, Mommy, Mommy, where's my mommy? And it, it's insinuated that my mom has died, and I'm a baby roll. elephant alone. Oh, like well. Dumbo. Yeah. Wow. Mommy, right. mommy, I hope you're not dead. <laughs> well, I know all the words to uh, Call Me, Beat Me for the Kim Possible opening because mm. I got to watch it every day. Yeah. Oh my you. God. I watched Kim Possible every single day. I would go home for lunch I've never and, seen, eat sam- and eat clam chowder. It almost became with my like dad. watching Ew. porn at that point. <laughs> it's like you knew you were watching something that you couldn't otherwise watch. It was yeah. like, wow, this is like forbidden. Yeah. I don't think I was allowed to watch TV. So. I had to really take advantage of it while I could. Call me, beat me, if you want to reach me. Um, I doesn't used to, matter I, when, doesn't matter when. I want to tell I'll you which child characters I was. Danger or trouble, I'm there on the double. You know that you always can call Kim Possible. Do, 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 do. <laughs> call me, beat me, if you want to reach me. She had a cool outfit and a little hamster. But she looked like she go. What, what do you want to talk about? I played um, waitress number three in Mamma Mia. What? And then I was upgraded to Cha Cha in Greece. Damn. And that's it. And what was your line in, in, as Cha Cha? Um, I had to. I, I thought, oh, I did like. I started the drag race. Uh, yeah. Start your engines. This is going to be a bumpy ride or something like that. And then I had you're to. You're RuPaul. Yeah, <laughs> you're wow. And then I had to <laughs> steal a Danny Zuko away from Sandy during the dancing scene. I was so embarrassed. Oh. Wow. Yeah, you should wow. have auditioned for Big Fat Liar. You would have been great. I think I would have really taken it uh, to the next step. How old were you when that happened? I was eight. Okay. Cool. Seven. You were playing on Greece when you were eight. They really toned it down, but yeah. <laughs> There's, there's really tell not- me more, tell me more. Daddy <laughs> eats so many snacks. <laughs> there's really not the same kind of caliber of child actor these days, is it? Like, I guess you can call Zen- think- Zendaya was like similar, but like it wasn't like she didn't have her own movie at the age that 
these kids yeah, were. Yeah, she did. Did she, she? Yeah, she did. I think, honestly, I don't know if we can really speculate on it because I think we're not watching. We're kid, not part of the zeitgeist. We're not well, watching we kids shows and movies. Yeah. I guess we should Like, start. she had this movie that I watched a review for, actually, the other day. It's kind of funny. <laughs> like, she um, she ends up in a blended family, Zendaya, mm-hmm. as, like, a teenager. And she somehow gets the ability to, like, control men, like, dogs. Like, tell them to go do stuff. And pretty much, like, kind of ruins all these people's lives. I don't know. Uh, the, the plot details are very vague for me. But anyways... It, that was a popular movie amongst children. She should we well? watch it? Yeah, I think we should watch it. I don't think we should watch it. But I wrote that too. I feel like they were incredible child actors. They had so much charisma. Yeah. And oh I also, yeah. yeah. They like, were really good. Like they're like they're child actors, but they are good child actors. Yeah, like that's true. for what it is, and it's because there's some movies you watch now which are just like real movies, and you watch the child actor and you're like, God, you give them you yeah. could, that was the take you chose, like kind of <laughs> stuff, but and they had figured out like their stick already. Like they knew who they were as Yeah. As and they had worked together Previously? a handful of times. Oh. Didn't they, didn't they cross yeah. paths? Did they is she not in Agent Cody Banks as well? No, she's Hillary. I Duff. don't think I ever watched uh, Hillary Agent Duff, Cody Banks. Oh my god, very different. Uh, Again, I feel like I love that movie, but I probably have one memory of that movie. Like I can yeah, picture I one scene it. where he's like wearing a suit and he's crashing some sort of party and that's really the pool party. Yeah, it's really all I remember yeah. of that movie. But in my head I'm like, I fucking love it. I remember he has to like take like a driving class or something. Oh, yeah. That's all I remember. Would you recommend uh to children, yeah. Big fat liar? To adults. Yeah. To adults. So, to fun for the whole family, I would say. I'd say it's for people that are like fun, creative, and are on a journey. that's fair that's fair so if you are out there and you are fun creative and looking to go on a journey look at the journey of watching Big Fat Liar look no further watch it it for Sandra if you loved it as a child it's nostalgic but don't like don't watch it now for no reason but so like we did but in comparison to your child fondness of what was the other movie that you made us watch oh my god the oh, yeah. mighty, mighty joe young mighty joe young yeah not comparable this was i would say better than that by a mighty landslide joe young is about adults but it's geared for children which i yeah, think was is why that we- an adult movie or a kid's movie I think it was kind of like a young person's movie, which I think is why we found it cringe because we were like, yeah, it's like general Disney at the time. Yeah. We're like, why would these for adults the family, I think. conduct themselves like this? Mm. <laughs> yeah. And like these movies at this time period are kids, smart adults, dumb kind of right. the kind of theme. And right? I think they did it really well though. I think this is one of those movies that pulled that off very yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wonder do you think there are a bunch of kids' movies that do stand up really well to watch? Stuart Little. Have you tried Stuart to watch Little. Stuart Little? Oh, I'm sure that'd be so fun and satisfying. I would love to watch Stuart Little. I wonder if I'm it's adding good. it to the list. But like, that, can you oh, can you count like boat scene? most of like Disney animation and like Pixar movies and like all no. that kind of stuff? Or is that in its own other league? I feel like live action. Like there was just a time in the 2000s when other studios were making live action kids films that like. I like feel like Spy Kids. That's more that of a top. Oh, yes. See, but sure. Spy Kids, I would watch a hundred times more over this movie because it has so much more weirdness and like personality to it than this movie does. This is just like well, kids yeah. like terrorizing a producer. But that goes back to our age old debate, which is Elliot loves fantasy and Kate loves grounded reality. Oh, sure. my God. Big Fat Liar is very much grounded reality. It's very much this is the situation. This is how kids respond. You love Spy Kids because there's fucking thumbs walking around. 
around yeah. and there's a guy named Floop. And McDonald's <laughs> shows up in your microwave. <laughs> yeah. I did. Oh, I love, love fantasy. I just want to be clear that I also love Spy Kids. I just didn't know that That's was an option. That's where you guys cross over. Spy <laughs> Kids. We can agree. Like One of like the most clear quotes in my mind that I will remember for the rest of my life is a quote from Spy Kids 2 when they jump down the volcano and they land in like the fan and Steve Buscemi is there. It's like, who are you? And then I can't remember the kid's name. Juni, is that Junie. his name? He's like, tired and hungry. And Steve Buscemi's line is just, pleased to meet you, tired and hungry. <laughs> it's like yeah. one of like the most ingrained quotes in my brain that I've watched that movie so many times. That's a such kid. a cheesy line. I know, I love that. Can I tell you guys something embarrassing about my yes, childhood? please. Um, my mom used to always make that joke being like, you can call me whatever you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. And I never got it until two years ago. <laughs> I never understood. I was like, why would somebody call you that? Like, I don't understand that. Is that like a catchphrase, like a nickname? That's so cute. That's incredible. Two years ago, it hit. And yeah, like, I was like, oh. I was like, oh, like, don't tell me to come down for dinner later than you should. I understand. They That's call so you cute. late for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get it for a long time. I was like, okay, mom, whatever. It's not a great joke, so I'm not that upset. It's like, hilarious. I feel like it's I'm along so the same lines as that Steve Buscemi line. Yeah. What are we going to watch next? Well, we, as we mentioned last week, have a very special friend named Meg. Shout out to Meg again in London, UK. And she suggested that we do our favorite. Can I say what the topic is? Sure foreign films oh right i think we're gonna talk about she wanted us to talk about foreign films in general but like also talk about our well, we would form it to our favorites top. yeah i think that would be the best in, way in classic pkl form let's make a list i don't think we should just come with like a general opinion on fo- they're bad <laughs> i do I not understand read. what they say <laughs> speak english i have to put on the subtitles <laughs> Great conversation starter. <laughs> How do you feel about foreign films? Good. Bad. I feel good. <laughs> Bad. Me not understand. But I think maybe. Are we all watching the same one? No. 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 We're all going to talk about our own Some favorite of our favorites. Foreign films. Suggest some of our favorites to others who haven't seen them. How do you feel about that, Kate? Really good. Cool. Good. And I think for really maybe our great. next drive through, I don't know if people want to give us feedback, but. I'm throwing uh, About Time into the list. I'm throwing Stuart Little into the list. I love I those. Elliot took a deep breath and a big eye no, roll. No, I love those. <laughs> we have Harry Potter as well coming up. Harry Potter f- 5. Is that the fifth one that we're on? Yeah. Good Lord. Oh, That's no. a really long When does it end? We have so many more left to do. I and know. then we have to watch all the Twilight movies. We do. Yes. That's our be, next long I, series. I went to uh, BMV the other day, mm-hmm. the other day being yesterday, uh, and I saw all the rest of the Harry Potter books that I don't have, which I will tell myself that I will read, but probably won't until I have a child to read them to. Did you buy them? Uh, and I what bought the rest of them. Mean? Are you expecting to have a child soon? No, no, no. I'm just saying like he when I eventually have a child. Make direct eye contact with Elisa's womb. <laughs> <laughs> Stop bleeding. <laughs> um, he cried when he got your period. That's why he left the room. <laughs> he left the apartment for the yeah. day. He's like, I can't handle I this. can't be here. I'm good for a walk. I have to finish Harry Potter. <laughs> But like I walked up to the cash like carrying a big stack of books and the guy just saw like the three big Harry Potter books at the top. It's like, you fucking trans hater, you piece of shit. You turf. And I was like, well, I have to, I have, I have reviews coming up. I have to brush up. 
It's still a very I'm culturally sure iconic. That's not piece why he was judging. No. To be honest, I don't think of her at all when I read them, and I really don't know her that well to I've begin with. It. I've I also been listening to Twitter. a lot of Michael Jackson music lately, and I don't think about all the stuff that he's done too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have some Patreon content where you read Harry Potter aloud. To aloud. <gasps> and terrible. then Harry goes down this. Fuck! Fuck! I <laughs> fucked up the line. I have to go back. Start from the beginning. And you also would have to do a British <laughs> accent, right? So funny, actually. You should do Oi. that. Yeah. Oi. And then how would you do Hermione? Can you give us a little, like, uh, you could be like, "Hey, Harry and Ron," and then you do it. <laughs> hey, right boys. I think it was. Yeah, you ad lip all the time. In in grade, I don't know if it was grade seven or eight. I guess my he's not do it. my one friend's <laughs> dad, like he, my friend was reading Harry Potter at the time, and his dad was like, "You know, it's a great time if when you're reading Harry Potter, you whenever they say wand, you sub." You take that word out and use Willy instead. And oh you say, God. like, and sparks flew out of his Willy and like <laughs> stuff like that. That man should not have told him. <laughs> That's so stupid. Can that you do that? Can you laugh. read that aloud? And we'll do it as Patreon content. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Just like take a microphone. 47 home. hours <laughs> of you sitting alone in a room. And then Voldemort walked in the room. <laughs> well, yeah. I yeah. would highly recommend Big Fat Liar. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, I think 10 out like of 10. rewatch it if it's a. Uh, I agree. Rewatch it if it's a movie you loved as a child. Don't uh, watch it alone. Don't watch it alone, and, or just watch it on like a Sunday while you're like eating cutlets, doing something else too, or have like a big like, fat while you're liar party and everyone has to come blue with orange hair. Oh, amazing! It's a high commitment party. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. <laughs> Be fully blue with and all your hair, hair is orange. I do like that he shampooed his eyebrows. I know. Oh, Who so does weird. that? It's I was so like, weird. I was like, Kate, do, do you shampoo your eyebrows? Am I supposed to do that? I do. Yeah, Maggie and I were like, oh, should we do that? <gasps> Elise was that. roasting me in the shower yesterday because it was like exfoliating my upper lip. <laughs> Wait, you shampoo your eyebrows? I shampoo my eyebrows, and every night when I wash my face, I wash my eyelashes. Folks, have you seen Big Fat Liar? If you have, let us know what you thought of it. And if you haven't, please do not go out of your way to watch it. But if you do, Uh, watch it with a friend. Yeah, sure. Until next time, thank you all for stopping by. Wait, we didn't do the ranking. Oh, my God. What's the ranking? How many Big Fat Liars did you give Big Fat Liar? I give it 8.5 out of 10. I give it, uh, yeah, 8 Blue Men out of 10. I give it eight as well. Okay. I give it four blue men out of ten. Uh, Until next time, thank you all for stopping. (laughs) Bye.